so tell us how, tell us, walk us through it, literally, when you came to work the first day, what was that like? I was horrified. I just, I had never, ever been in a, any kind of a jail before. And when I walked in, you have to go in through a sally port. I didn't even know what a sally port was, actually, at that point. So why don't you describe it? You walk in, and they open a, a gate of bars, and then you walk into this small area, which is probably about oh, five foot by four foot. And then there's a huge plate glass window, and you look into that, and that's where the deputies are, and you exchange your badge for visitor's badge. After you step into this, they clang this steel bar gate behind you. Well, it's like kind of in the movies. It scares the living daylights out of you. And then on the other side is another locked gate. Well, I stepped into that thing and then had to wait for the deputies to open it, the other side. Yes, at their mercy. Exactly. <laughs> because otherwise you are locked in jail. You in betcha. That, in that uh, little enclosed cell. That's what it felt like. Doors. Yes. <laughs> right. I have to tell you, Dr. Carroll, once I got through the sally port and I was being escorted by a deputy up to the second floor where my office was located, as I walked down the aisle, the hallway there, they were just herding in a long line of inmates with their ankles shackled to each other. And one of them yelled out, hey, hey guys, fresh pussy on the floor. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, what kind of place is this? I walked on a little further down and this great big black man said, hey, hey, you want to fuck baby? Now, when I grew up, my parents were Southern Baptists, and I was raised that way. I didn't even say darn or geez, because that was like saying God or damn. And so then to being molested kind of verbally by these guys. So by the time I got up to the my office or up to the room to see my, my new boss, Ron, I was really shaken. I had some real doubts as to whether I'd made a good decision. The deputy, really a neat guy, walked me down to the forensic unit, and there was right across from the elevator where we got off, there were four payphones that the inmates used. And these inmates, because it was on the second floor and the only access was the elevator, these high-profile killers were allowed to just be out of their cells much of the day walking up and down the halls. And when I stepped off the elevator, there was a good-looking man on one of the telephones. And I said to the deputy, hey, you know, who's that? Because I thought that surely all of the inmates were going to be horrid-looking. You know how we all have this stereotype? Yes. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, that, that, stere that is just a stereotype. It's just in the movies. It's not true. So anyway, he said, oh, well, that's Ken Bianchi, the Hillside Strangler. And I said, oh. And then he proceeded to tell me how Ken Bianchi and his cousin Angelo Buono had picked up this woman, had taken her to Buono's upholstery shop where they raped her repeatedly, and then they shot Windex into her God. just to see how, how she would respond to that. And after the deputy told me this horrible story of torturing and murdering this woman, I thought to myself, Vonda, you would have dated him. Because I was single at the time, and I was out dating. I was in my 
30s and lonely and horny, as most Mm -hmm. young girls are at that point. And I thought, I'm a new psychologist, and I'm not even smart enough to pick these guys out. I would never have known. Never. 